something happened to Joseph. You know, he was just remembering the pain and the agony and the anguish that he suffered at the hands of these men. But then he was remembering God and God apparently had been working on Joseph and his heart. God had been working on Joseph and forgiving his brothers. God had been giving Joseph some counseling sessions because you know Joseph needed them. He needed to understand that he was in his place of purpose. I'm Alice Newsom, and you're listening to the Repurpose and Publish podcast. I've heard it said that Graveyard is the most valuable piece of real estate on the planet because it's filled with unrealized dreams, ideas, and visions. This podcast is about denying the grave consumption of the great content locked up in my computer and taking the bold step to share my thoughts and creativity with you. And now, here's more repurposed content from my computer. God is a God of timing. When Joseph had his dream, he was about 17 years old. And the Bible says shortly after that, he was sold into slavery. Now he has been in Egypt and Pharaoh has a dream and Joseph is 30 years old. So Joseph has been in Egypt about 13 years. Now in the land of Canaan, Joseph's hometown, there was a famine. And the famine was so bad that his brothers had to leave their homeland and travel all the way to Egypt to get food because there was a rumor there was food in Egypt. So they come to Egypt to buy food. Now, as they're coming, they have to come to Joseph because he's in charge of food distribution. As they're coming, Joseph looks out and he sees them and he recognizes them. Now, have you ever been in that situation or what do you think you would do if you were in that situation? Situation where your abuser, your accuser, the people who wished you were dead, people who just harmed you, who wanted to do bad things to you or maybe did bad things to you. Now they're coming to you because they need your help. How do you respond to that? Do you help them? Or do you get even and seek revenge and get even with them for the way they treated you? So there's no way you're going to help them because they did not help you. Joseph, what do you think he felt? What is that like? You look out and you see your brothers coming. I'm sure you have mixed emotions. You miss them, but you're mad at. You love them, but you hate them all at the same time. How do you deal with that? Well, Joseph dealt with it by giving them food, but giving them a lot of questions. He asked about their father. Now, Joseph was smart. He looked like an Egyptian because he had been in Egypt so long. He talked like an Egyptian and he used an interpreter to speak to his brothers. So his brothers didn't know that he understood their language. So the brothers are talking as Joseph is really grilling them, you know, asking about his family and his father and and calling them spies. He actually accused them. Oh, you're spies. I don't believe you came here just to buy some food. You came to spy out the land because you're spies. I don't trust you. 
Joseph put him in jail. And after three days, he sent for them to appear before him again. And so Joseph says, okay, this is how I'm going to prove that you all are not spies. I'm going to send nine of you home, but I'm going to keep one of you. Now, the brothers had been talking and they didn't know that Joseph understood their language. And so Joseph had been speaking through an interpreter, but he understood every word they said. And they said, you know, all of this is happening to us because of what we did to Joseph. God is punishing us. He's just punishing us. And and now when Reuben said, look, I told y'all not to bother that boy. I told you to leave him alone. And Reuben, it was the oldest son. He's saying that and Joseph is hearing it. So Joseph decides to send nine brothers home, but he picked Simeon to stay. And I'm wondering if he picked Simeon to stay because Simeon was the second born, the second oldest, and he should have known better than to send Joseph into the pit. So Joseph is starting to get even. He tells the brothers, go home. And but you when you come back here, you make sure you bring your youngest brother, because if you don't bring him, then I'll know you're liars. And I know your spies. When the boys return home to their father, Jacob, they tell him of their encounter with this Egyptian ruler. And they told their father, we can't go back for any more food without taking Benjamin with us. And Judah even said, Dad, I know that Joseph is gone and and Simeon is still in Egypt. So two of your sons are gone but we have to take Benjamin if we're going to get food for the rest of the family. Now you can take my sons. If I don't bring Benjamin back, then you can kill my sons, but we got to take Benjamin back or the Egyptian ruler is not even going to see us. He'll accuse us of being spies and liars. So Jacob said, you know what? If you take my son and he doesn't come back, you're going to send my old gray haired self down to the grave in pity and sorrow. I'm just going to be a broken man and I'm just going to die. And he said, dad, we're going to bring him back. And if I don't, then do what you have to, to my sons. So the boys go back to Egypt and Joseph sees them again. And this time he spots Benjamin, his younger brother, his brother from the same mother. Now the other brothers are half brothers. They have the same dad, but they have three different moms. So Joseph sees Benjamin and he's excited and his heart just melts seeing his younger brother. He's just overcome with joy. Now, Joseph, invites his brothers to lunch. He says, okay, prepare a meal, prepare a meal and bring them to my palace because I want to have lunch with these boys. Now, when they heard that they were going to Joseph's palace, they started sweating. They were sweating bullets. They said, oh gosh, what have we done now? What is he going to do to us? We just don't trust him. Now we brought all these gifts because Jacob, their father says, well, take all these gifts to this Egyptian rulers. And so they prepared the gifts and they presented it to Joseph at lunch. And they were hoping that everything would be okay. And they're, they're just explaining themselves all over the place, just talking and trying to make things okay. And the And Joseph's servants are saying, you know, be cool. It's okay. It's all right just relax. So Joseph comes home and he's sitting at the table with his brothers and Joseph puts his brothers at the table in order from the oldest to the youngest. 
And the brothers are looking at each other saying, what in the world is going on? And they even go get Simeon and Simeon is sitting at the table with them. So Joseph and the brothers enjoy a meal. After the meal, Joseph hacked up his brothers again and he was going to send them home. But he had a plan to keep his brother Benjamin with him. So his plan was to send the brothers off, put all their money back in their sack and then fill Benjamin's sack with his silver cup. And he put the silver cup and money in Benjamin's sack. And the brothers went on their way. They were happy to be leaving. They said, we've had a good time in Egypt and now we're on our way back home. But again, Joseph sent his men after the brothers. And when they came upon the brothers, the brothers said, well, what? what's going on? The men said, you all are thieves. Someone has taken the silver cup. And they said, we're not thieves. No one took the silver cup. And if you find that silver cup among any of our things, the man whose bag you find it in or whose possession you find that cup in, he can be killed and will be your slaves. And so they found the cup in Benjamin's sack. And they tore their clothes. All of those brothers just tore their clothes because they were so angry and upset and frustrated because they knew how much their dad loved their brother, Benjamin, how he was the son of his old age, his baby boy. And now he was going to be no more. They had gotten rid of Joseph and now Benjamin is going to be stuck in Egypt or killed because of them. They just couldn't bear it. So Joseph's men rounded them all up and sent them back to appear before Joseph. Now, as they get there, they're talking and Judah starts to talk to Joseph. He says, you know, may I just approach you? May I just talk to you a little bit? So he starts talking to Joseph. He says, you know, our dad is old and my father, he's already lost a son. And uh, if you take this son, our father is just going to die. And Joseph just started to cry, but he didn't cry in front of them. He said, I got to get out of here. I got to find a place where I can just release. I got to go because this is too much. It's just overwhelming. And Joseph left. It's been a long time coming, but today's text comes from Genesis 45 verses one through eight. And it reads like this. Then Joseph could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him. And he cried, cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with me, him. While Joseph made known himself unto his brethren. And he wept aloud in the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph. Does my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, come near to me, I pray you. And they came near. And he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Now, therefore, be not grieved, nor angry with yourselves, that ye sold me hither. For God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years hath the famine been in the land, and yet there are five years in which there shall neither be earring nor harvest. 
And God sent me before you to preserve your posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. Something happened to Joseph. As he was listening to that story from Judah and just his heart was just wrenching, you know, he was just remembering the pain and the agony and the anguish that he suffered at the hands of these men. But then he was remembering God and God apparently had been working on Joseph and his heart. God had been working on Joseph and forgiving his brothers. God had been giving Joseph some counseling sessions because you know Joseph needed them. He needed to understand that he was in his place of purpose. And the reason he's in his place of purpose is because of the way God sent him to Egypt. He says it himself in the scriptures. He says, don't be upset, brothers, because of your doing, because you put me in the pit, because it was actually God who sent me here ahead of you. God sent me here and I'm in my place of purpose. This is what my life was meant to be. I was meant to work here. I was meant to be in Egypt. I was meant to be the governor and the in charge of food distribution to keep you alive and to keep generations after you alive. That was God's purpose for me. But I didn't know that I was going to have to go through being put in a pit. When I had that dream, I enjoyed the dream. I enjoyed the, the thought of my brothers bowing before me. I enjoyed that. But <laughs> I didn't enjoy being put in a pit. I didn't enjoy being sold into slavery. I didn't enjoy being accused of trying to rape a woman. I didn't enjoy being put in prison. I didn't enjoy those things. But God used every one of those things to shape and make and mold me. And God did that so that I could stand here before you and offer food distribution to you to keep you alive. Because God is a God of his word. He is a God of promise. He promised Abraham that he would keep his descendants. He promised Abraham that he would be the God of his descendants. He promised Abraham that he would take those people back to the land of Canaan into the land of promise. And he also warned Abraham that he, his people, they would be slaves for 400 years in a land that was foreign to them. And this was the foreign land. This was the land of Egypt. This is where the generations of Abraham and Israel started to, to grow and multiply in Egypt. And then this is how Moses later came along and delivered the children of Israel. But this is their beginning. This is how they got to Egypt. They came from the promised land to Egypt so that God could deliver them with a great deliverance. This story of Joseph is just not about Joseph. It's about Joseph and his brothers and the purpose and plan and destiny that God has for them. You see, his brothers are not evil half-brothers. They are actually together with Joseph, the 12 tribes of Israel. Their father, Jacob's name was changed to Israel. So these are Israel's boys. These are the guys whose names will be written on the 12 gates 
of the new Jerusalem that's mentioned in Revelations. These are men of promise. And so this story tells us that God has purpose and destiny for all of us, whether we're the perpetrators or we're the victims, because nothing happens to us that God doesn't know about. And God is with us no matter what situation we go through. God is there with us and God is for us. And God has a way of working things out. God has a way of turning things around. God has a way of maneuvering things in our life to get us to the spot that he wants us to end up in. God is a God of destiny. He's a God of purpose. And he has your purpose and your life in his hands. And he is more than able and willing and capable to bring you to the spot that he designed you to be in. So believe God. Hello, I'm Galene, your host from Let's Meet the Author. I want to go ahead and boast about one of my authors who premiered in the first season, Alice Newsom. I have read her book over and over, and I cannot put it down. I have recommended it to my sisters. I recommend it to my mom, to my aunties, and even the male members in my family. Finally, there is a book that talks about the women of the Bible. All right. And also it gives juicy details about the lives of Jesus' ancestors. The book is called The Sorted Lives of Jesus' Ancestors. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Jesus' family does too. You've got to get your own copy. Go to alicenewsome.com and go ahead and read it and find out all the secrets of Jesus' ancestors. AliceNewsome.com. Get your copy today. You will not regret it. I've been busy. I've recorded an audiobook too. Now, the audiobook is a convenient way to hear the stories of the women in Jesus's family tree as you go about your day. I'm the narrator, and it comes with a special audiobook companion document. Get your audiobook now. If you are anything like I am, then you have a stored collection of stories and lessons. I encourage you to get that content out of your mind, out of your device, out of your journal, and share it with the world. Enrich someone's life because they are waiting for you. That's a wrap. Another podcast is in the books. It's published. And I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to share it and subscribe to get each episode as it becomes available. And please leave a review. Visit my website, alicenewsome.com. Remember to repurpose and publish. Thanks for listening.